morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Mario, also known as the Node Defender, joining us, Jackie, the Crypto Juggernaut, and we're going to have NFT Tones and Johnny Crypto joining us later in the episode, so I'm very excited. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Coinbase reputation continues to diminish after Q3 reports reveal a loss of over half a billion dollars and half a million customers, showing our listeners why this price chart is down 70% from its all-time high. The 12th company has filed an amicus brief in support of Ripple against the SEC, as Bitcoin maximalist Max Kaiser is doubling down on his stance that XRP is an unregistered security. Gala Games was hacked last night, or was it? We bring some positive news for our listeners on this latest exploit. While Algorand is the latest blockchain connected to the Italian central banks, potentially being used for instant settlement. A Canadian exchange became the first to relist XRP after the lawsuit, while JP Morgan is diving into the crypto sector, using Podligon to settle cross-border payments. While Goldman Sachs and Kathy Woods are more bullish than ever, stating that Bitcoin will reach a seven-figure price target by 2030. Our show was available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Mario, we are going straight to you this morning, my friend. And with all the news prepared, before we get into it, I'd love to hear how you're feeling. Thank you for being here, Mario. Feeling good, dude. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for the intro apps. Uh, excited, man. The market's moving. It's, it's It always gets me happy when the market is moving, but... You know, we should also be happy when the market's down because it's a DCA opportunity. But nonetheless, it's good to see the market green. Fair share, Mario. And we're going to dive into why the market may be moving this morning because of supply and demand, my friend. But we've got some great news for our Polygon holders. Before we get into that, Jackie, I love your background and how you feeling this morning. Thanks for being here. Feeling great. Loving Friday. Um, yeah, it's good to finally see some price action. I'm sad though. I feel like after being in a bear market for so long, you get so much opportunity to accumulate and then you see like the green and you're like, no, I'm not done. So yeah, it's kind of weird how your mindset shifts a little bit, but yeah, overall, it's good to see some some movement. Spot on. And we're going to start this show the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. So go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is still in moderate fear this morning, sitting at a 30, hasn't moved in the entire week. So let's get into some of the daily movers. We've got Matic up over 20% and LRC is up almost 45% on the day. Let's get into the total coin market cap. We're sitting at 1.04 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 21,200. Ethereum is 1650. XRP, it's moving pretty heavily this morning, up 9% at 49 cents. Dogecoin is 13 cents. Cardano is 41. Avalanche down here. Chainlink is $8. And Algorand is 39 cents this morning. So tons of exciting price action. And before we dive into the news, I'd love to remind our listeners, show us some love, smash that like button. We are bringing some groundbreaking information and we've got a Canadian exchange relisting XRP. Johnny Crypto, you finally made it to the show, my friend. And I'm more excited than ever because we've got some great news prepared for you today. But before we get into that, thank you for being here. How you feeling, bro? Uh, mute button. Well, first off, let's start like we always do. Good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there today. 
I hear that it's an exciting day. We got some breaking news. We got a bunch of people on. Look at this. We got five today. Look at that. Beautiful. So, uh, yeah, we had a rough morning. We had a couple things going on that forced me to be late today. But uh, looks like things are back in order. So, uh, yeah, happy to be here. Don't worry, Johnny. I already doxed your pay, my friend. So it's just typical. But we're going to get into the news for today. I'm just kidding. Johnny Crypto is my boss. We got the Canadian Exchange relisting XRP. And this is pretty exciting, Johnny, because this could be the first of a large wave of exchanges starting to change their sentiment around this cryptocurrency. Newton Crypto became the first exchange to relist XRP after the lawsuit this weekend. And this is some pretty exciting news. We also had BitBoy Crypto filing for an official position at Ripple. So that was pretty funny as well. Before we get into some of the articles, Johnny, I'd love to hit this groundbreaking news. What do you think about a Canadian exchange relisting XRP with all the news about the lawsuit possibly coming to a resolution? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is huge news to me. This is hopefully will start a domino effect where if you see, you know, again, it's not in, in the U.S., so it would have been more prevalent if it was in the U.S. However, it is a good sign that you now start to see exchanges you know these guys they do their homework they go through all the details they're checking the risks and everything and for them to say okay you know it's just not as easy as just flip a switch like we always talk about you know to relist something it takes there's risk involved and they've decided that it that the risk is low enough to do that and i suspect you'll just start to see the dominoes fall now now you'll start to see one after one you'll see a few more i'm not so sure we'll see any in the u.s to me that's what i'm looking for um so we'll see if that happens but this is always a good sign that you at least have, you know, let's face it, Canada's about as close as you're going to get to the U.S., so that's pretty good to see that happening. And I think this is even bigger news because of the fact that Coinbase filed in support of Ripple just before they relisted that on the exchanges. Mario, I know you only got a couple of minutes. I'd love to get your opinion. What do you think about the Canadian exchanges beginning to relist XRP despite the SD lawsuit still going on? Yeah, I agree with Johnny. I hope this uh, does create like a domino effect and they start going by by example. Well, we saw the opposite happen when the lawsuit came, right, where the one of the exchanges announced that they were delisting XRP. And so I bet that that was just a, a set of an example and they started copying. So hopefully this is the opposite starting to happen. I honestly want to make a prediction. I'm not I don't have a crystal ball, but I want to make a prediction that Coinbase will be relisting XRP just because of the fact that they filed an amicus uh you know, in support of Ripple. So it would make total sense for them to come out and say, hey, we're also relisting XRP uh, in show of support. So that would be awesome if it happens. Um, you know, Mario, you think that'll happen before the lawsuit, you're saying, or after? Settlement. I don't know. I want to say before, right? Oh, okay. That would be a, a great show of support. But that would be big. We'll see. I mean, it is a public, publicly traded company. So I, I, I know they have to go by different protocols. They have to be very you know, careful with how they do things, but it would be very nice to see that happen. And I think the fact that they filed this, uh, this support towards ripple could be a move in that direction. But with that said, guys, it was awesome being on this morning. I was just, uh, keeping out some company because a few of our members were MIA, but great to be on this morning. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Love you all. And amazing thank you mario love you bro and thank you for being here and we're showing our listeners the xrp price chart right now because many people are wondering why xrp may be moving this morning it's not due to the canadian listing it's actually due to a breakout on the xrp slash bitcoin pairing and that's what we're showing our listeners here jack i'd love to get some quick remarks from you xrp sitting just below 50 cents but when you look at the bitcoin to xrp pairing it's poised for a breakout breaking past levels we haven't seen in over four years what does this mean to you jackie yeah, I mean, the whole market is moving today, but this is definitely something to watch for XRP. Um, that 50 cents is, you know, that's a key level, uh, but 
pairing with the Bitcoin chart, that is a key level as well. You know, we got that breakout. We're, we're testing just right above that trend line. So I think if we hold that, then we will see a bigger movement in XRP. And we've been saying this all along, you know, it's building definitely all the things surrounding ripples. Um, you know, everything's kind of lining up. I actually did within the 3T Academy, we did um, some technical analysis on the, t um, yeah, on the price chart for um, XRP. And there, there's a very sim similar W pattern. Um, uh, I can't remember. I think it was in 2020 or something like that, that we're seeing now. Um, so yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see that line up. Um, but yeah, all things yeah. looking good. Very interesting. And we're showing the Bitcoin price chart now and Bitcoin and XRP. I mean, sorry, NFT tones. Check this out, because if you look at this thing, it's the inverted price chart. And it appears we're about to break down, which actually means we're about to get an explosion of upward price action. What are you anticipating NFT tones? And what are some of the things that you're watching in the market right now? So I'm watching XRP. I'm watching Gala. I've been watching, especially after a two billion dollar uh, hack and seeing what happened with Gala. I'm very, very excited because when that hack happened, that was probably the best time to actually get involved and get into Gala because that will probably be the lowest point. If you go and look at the chart and look and take a look at the day daily, you can actually see that it's actually having really good support. So I'm really excited for what Gala has to come. And then another uh, upcoming game that I'm really excited for is Splinterlands that's been out for a while, but now they're releasing a soccer game. And so if you actually own a Splinterlands node, you actually get one of their Genesis soccer game nodes for free as well. So it's really interesting to see. A lot of exciting stuff. And Johnny, before we get into our articles, I want to get your comments on this. This is a new statistic showing that 66% of Bitcoin supply has not been moved in over a year. And anybody who knows about supply and demand, this is extremely bullish for the price chart. At the same time, this price chart appears to have created a double bottom at 17,000. And it's looking like we may get a move upwards. What are you anticipating? We got some negative news from the Federal Reserve. So I'd like to take that into account as well. Well, I think that it, you know, it's interesting. It doesn't surprise me that most people aren't moving it because if most people bought it at 60K, <laughs> they don't want to lose. It, it means that maybe they've got some faith or hope in the fact that the price could come back. And I suspect that if it does, you'll see a lot of people who just want to get their money back. They'll probably start selling and dumping in that 60K range. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. But to me, that's that's kind of what makes me wonder. Or is it, you know, did all those people get out and now everybody's holding because they, you know, they expect a much leg, a big leg, bigger leg up in, in BTC? That's the question. I don't know. It's one of those two. We'll have to wait and see which one. And Kathy Wood, she provided some answers in this next article. But before we dive into that, we got 213 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. NFT Tones is in the building, so we should have some great audio for our listeners. But Bitcoin is set to explode by over 4,600%, says ARK CEO Kathy Wood. And this is pretty exciting because Kathy Wood is historically known for being ahead of the curve when it comes to technological evolution. Kathy Wood is doubling down on her fiercely bullish forecast for Bitcoin, stating that she's anticipating Bitcoin will surpass $1 million by 2030. She believes that one of the reasons for this massive price increase is the fact that institutions are centering around Bitcoin right now, getting excited to not only purchase this currency, but make it more accessible for retail investors. Yesterday, we covered some other news about Fidelity launching a crypto exchange that would not be charging trading fees. Now we got Kathy Woods being bullish around crypto. Johnny, I'd love to hear your stance. Do you agree with Kathy Woods? In 2030, could we see a seven-figure Bitcoin? You know, a lot of the experts are calling for that. You've heard um, Michael Saylor say that as well. 
yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's a very, that's a very, very big thing. It really depends on how <clears throat> this whole thing plays out. And we don't know what's going to happen with, with, with crypto or I should say Bitcoin in general in terms of how they're going to regulate it. It's decentralized. We know there's a big battle going on right now, Abs. Big battle going on right now as we speak between, uh, excuse me a second. I throw it to bother me. <clears throat> big battle between decentralized and centralized. And, you know, BitBoy came on the show and talked a little bit about that. So that has to play out. We need to see where this all goes. But if it does, and it turns out where Bitcoin is enabled, you know, is not regulated out of business by governments, then I think there is a possibility if it does end up becoming what we, we've been saying, digital gold, a store of value, it, it certainly can. I mean, it's very limited in supply. So it's not inconceivable that it can't go up someday. You know, by 2030, I don't know. I'm not going to put a time frame on it, but it is a limited supply. And again, it has to be adopted as that digital gold. If that's the case, I think someday, yeah, it's possible. Thank you, Johnny. And I'd love to get some thoughts from Jackie here. I wanted to read one more quote for our listeners because she said that institutions are taking advantage of this bear market, stating that they're seeing the price decline from $70,000 all the way down to $20,000 as an opportunity to move into this new asset class. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Jackie, I'd love to get some quick remarks to you. Then we're going to show a tweet from Bitcoin maximalist Max Kaiser stating that XRP is an unregistered security. Yeah, we've heard this sentiment quite a bit. Um, I mean, if you follow a lot of big influencers, they've been talking about a million dollar Bitcoin for some time. Um, it's still really early, just like Johnny said. Uh, I agree with what Johnny said. It's really early to take that stance on something. Um, again, I definitely believe that the potential of cryptocurrency is far more than what we can understand right now. Um, but yeah, at the same time, we're still facing regulation. There's still things that, I mean, it's, it's a technology that still has a ton of, um, development to come. There could be something that be beats Bitcoin out. You know what I mean? So there's just, it's, it's still too early in my opinion to call something like that. Um, but again, I might look like an idiot to other people who have, you know, the maximist view on Bitcoin. So, but in, I mean, nobody knows what the future holds. Well, Jackie, for the record, I don't think you're an idiot, but I did see you were sporting a shirt yesterday. I you know. Sporting a shirt yesterday. I, you know what? I should have wore that again today just to kind of tease you a little bit. Johnny, um, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. We're talking about the rat snake weasel shirt, but this is even more important as Twitter is now going to be using Bitcoin and it may only take a couple of days to implement this new technology. Strike can implement Bitcoin lightning payments for Twitter blue in just a matter of days due to its existing partnership. And this is pretty exciting news. It may be another use case that adds to the utility of Bitcoin. Imagine if you're able to make payments through an app like Twitter. Elon's talked about it before. Johnny, love to get some quick thoughts. Yeah, I, I and I, I think Tones had a comment too. So if he wants to chime in before he can later, but I will say this: um, I do believe that Elon is going to bring some kind. And Elon started PayPal, okay, so he knows what the hell he's doing. And there's no question in my mind that when he bought Twitter, he probably has some idea in his head of some kind of marriage between Twitter and PayPal. And I don't mean PayPal per se, but bringing a PayPal digital type system to Twitter, kind of like the way you see with WeChat. He even referenced it, so. It won't surprise me that soon you'll start to see Doge and and blue, you know, in, in Bitcoin you know, as something that you can maybe even Sheeb, knowing Elon, all the dog coins will be something that you know he'll bring to Twitter. Who knows? But it, it won't surprise me to see that happening. There's no question about it. 
that he's going to try to move Twitter, I think, to the space of adopting and accepting cryptocurrency. So I, I think it's only a matter of time. I don't think it's a matter of if. I think it's a matter of when, Abs, in my opinion. Yes, and NFT Jones, I heard you had some comments. I'd love to hear from you. Either Kathy Wood, what are you thinking about the seven-figure Bitcoin price target in only eight years? Also, Bitcoin potentially being added to Twitter. What's it mean to you, Tones? I, I actually think that it can hit uh, seven figures in eight years because the primary use case for Bitcoin is as a digital store of value similar to gold. The second use case for Bitcoin is as a payment and settlement network. And then the insurance policy against arbitrary asset seizure is the third and final use case. I think that this, these three reasons are really important and why it can actually hit seven figures. But I also think that it's huge that Twitter is actually incorporating lightning payment and that you can actually pay via Twitter blue. I think that this will really, really change how people look at Twitter. It's a really interesting time to start getting in this market. And we got 258 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We are about to attack Matt Kaiser on this platform. And of course, I'm only making a joke. The SEC is right to shut down XRP as an unregistered security, Max Kaiser said. Ultimately, the SEC will win for the obvious reason it's against the law to create and sell unregistered securities. All the semantics, word games, and long contrarians by XRP holders will not change this. Johnny Crypto, listen, man, we've seen this before and we're going to see it again. I'd love to get some thoughts from Jackie as well. When we talk about the XRP lawsuit, the evidence is right in front of us. Max Kaiser calling XRP an unregistered security. It reminds me of a tweet I saw just a couple of days ago stating that there's only two ways in the SEC's opinion that you are allowed to launch a security token. That would be anonymously through Bitcoin or illegally like Ethereum. But I'd love to get some thoughts from you, Johnny. What do you think about Max Kaiser stating XRP is undoubtedly an unregistered security? Well, I'll say this. I don't know Max Kaiser at all. So two things. One, I can't, I, I can't wait to see what happens when the XRP Army sees that statement. Yeah, obviously, there we go. And there's one right there. What did that say? Max Kaiser's an idiot? It said Max is an idiot. And for anybody who doesn't know who Max Kaiser is, he's a prominent Bitcoin investor. He got into the market, I believe, in 2013, has been on this train, and it's literally shaped his entire personality. If you look at who he was 10 years ago, he was a traditional financial guy. Now he's more of a caricature who only supports Bitcoin. So, Johnny, okay. there's a little insight. So, so all right, that's helpful. So he's a, he's a Bitcoin maximalist, so that makes total sense now. The reality is this. When you're going to say something like this, all I say to anybody is <clears throat> be um, objective. So in other words, if you're going to come out and say, you know, that XRP, you know, SEC was right in shutting down XRP, then you have to come out and say, okay, but then why didn't the SEC shut everybody else down? Because every other single freaking coin <laughs> and Bitcoin would would there oh Jackie I saw that Jackie you're just rubbing it in your twitter no that's for Max bro it's for no, Max for Max okay he's a rat snake weasel no question about it. no he's not a rat snake weasel he's just a maximalist which we know you know or just you know they can be sometimes you know whatever the point is a maxi is not a good thing but that's fine he, he hey we're in America the guy could be a maxi he'd be whatever the hell he wants but here's the thing abs just don't be a hypocrite. I don't like hypocrisy. If you're going to come out and say XRP is a security and it should have been shut down, okay, then come out and say every goddamn thing should have been shut down because every single thing, like Ethereum, every other coin that was launched did literally the same goddamn thing. And you can't just single one out. It's just it's a bunch of horse bullshit. If you're going to do it, do it right. So for me, for Max to say something like that, if it were me, I would have said XRP and every other coin. And then I wouldn't have had a problem with this statement. I have a problem because you could see it's like it's a it's a maximalist thing. He's just sticking a fork or poking them. To me, that yeah. adds no value in society. 
There's no value to a statement like that. And this was in a response to Ripple's lead lawyer stating that a dozen independent voices, companies, developers, exchanges have all filed in support of Ripple against the SEC. What's the SEC's response? We need more time not to listen or engage, but to blindly bulldoze through these allegations. And that's pretty funny. But Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. Over 12 companies have now filed in support of Ripple. And some of these companies are the largest in the blockchain industry. We've got the Blockchain Association, Coinbase, and several others. I can pull up a list to show our listeners, but I'd love to get some of your thoughts. I just have a question. Do you guys honestly believe like Bitcoin maximalists don't invest into any other crypto technology? Like they just 100% on Bitcoin? It's that's sad. why. If you're a maxi, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that, I think they do. I really think they do. Yeah. I think they come into this market and are so critical of everything else that they just get pigeonholed. I, I do believe that if they're investing in other things, Jackie, they wouldn't call them. Like, like Yosko said, he goes, I'm not a maxi. I, I invest in Bitcoin, but I invest in everything else too. So I think the maxis, I do believe they are out there and, and boy, they're, they're, they're strong-headed. Or we would say in Italian, uh, cabajuch. <laughs> I find that. I mean, I I get it, but I find that so hard to believe. Like, if you see a technology, if you are a person who gets into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, as early as some of these guys did, and you start to see other technologies come about, I just can't. I can't even fathom the fact that like you've already you've already treaded so far that you would not like see the potential of anything else. And just even, even, even if you've truly believed that none of this stuff, whatever, you know, come to pass in a few years, you would not like think to like make a quick buck off of XRP or Ethereum, or just like throw some money in there based upon the millions yeah. that you probably already made off of Bitcoin. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think all of these guys are phonies. I mean, even if and they- And after totally listening do, to them, Jackie, really, I'm going to go right back to you. But one of the reasons they don't do that is because they believe that Bitcoin is the only truly decentralized currency. So one of their narratives is for XRP, they would say that's a centralized banker coin. For Ethereum, they would say that's part of the Ethereum alliance. That's owned by JP Morgan. That's owned by Goldman Sachs. So there is good arguments as to why they're not investing in other cryptos. But I totally agree with you. They're pigeonholed in their mindset and they're missing out on tons of opportunity. To even like sabotage other projects. I can see that. 100%. Like if you're a huge Bitcoin maxi, you would keep predominantly all your funds in Bitcoin. I understand. But like to to you know, hate other projects so much, I could see the sabotage effect of using that money to dump the price, things like that. Anyway. Totally. And I'd love to read this tweet from Brad Garlinghouse. He said, for those of you keeping count, there's been 12 amicus briefs submitted. That's unprecedented, he was told, to have that happen at this stage of the lawsuit. They each explain in their own unique way the irreparable harm that the SEC has done in every facet of the U.S. crypto economy if it gets its way. And that's pretty interesting because we've seen them all highlight that they do not trust the SEC to regulate crypto. Johnny, I'd love to get some closing remarks here. We talk about XRP all the time, but to see Brad Garlinghouse making critical statements like this, it's a pretty exciting time to be here. Yeah, I, you know, for me, it's certainly exciting. Love to see Brad mentioning it. Brad's excited. My, my problem with this whole thing, as I told you the other day on the show, is the fact that it's too late. It freaking this needed to happen two years ago. All of a sudden, now that everybody sees that, you know, it looks like they're going to win the football game, everybody's jumping on the bad wagon. They all want to be part of it. And to me, that's just a bunch of, you know, hypocrisy, again, hypocrisy that I don't like. You know, where were you when they needed you? None of your amicus briefings were there back then. But now all of a sudden, and it looks like they're on the winning side. Everybody wants to jump on it. And to me, it's just a, you got to read through that shit. You got to be able to see that this is just bandwagon jumping. They all just want to be there because they're going to win now. And to me, 
to me, because of that, it has no value. If I were Brad, I wouldn't even give an announcement to it, but I get it. He's trying to say, hey, look, we got all the support, and he's going to use it to his leverage. But the reality is it means nothing. It means nothing. What meant something, Abs, was getting those Hinman emails, and that is what's going to make the matter in this case, not these amicus briefings. Let's just be clear about that, at least in my opinion. And for anybody who's new to the cryptocurrency space or new to the XRP army, I want to remind you that just, I think it was 2016, Ashton Kutcher went on the Ellen DeGeneres show and promoted Ripple and even sent her instantaneously $4 million worth of the currency for obviously, so he can write it off for taxes. He did it as a donation. It's pretty interesting though, Tones. People were going and talking about XRP in 2016. Here we are in 2022, about to have a resolution in the lawsuit. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. And why do you think he was promoting this on Ellen so many years ago? Yo, it just shows you that he was prepared. He knew kind of what was coming. And so he was kind of trying to set the tone for everybody. So everyone that was watching it kind of, it kind of put it in their mind the long time ago. And so people could start to think about crypto and start to set the pace and start to look at cryptocurrencies such as XRP and other coins. Johnny, I'd love to get your comments on this comment we had right here from the live chat. It said, I don't understand one thing. What is the thing with XLM? Almost nobody talks about XLM. It's always XRP. Obviously, Johnny, I have my own answer, but I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about why you think XLM is undercovered. There is some rumors that I can bring up right now, but I, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's always been this talk that XRP is the cross-border payment system and XLM would be more of the person, the banking to person system, right? So, and there's a lot of hope that that's what it's going to be. The reality is both systems are very, very similar. I think the difference is... <laughs> The reason why everybody talks about XRP partly as well, because everybody's aware of it because of the the lawsuit, right, that's going on there. And so they have a lot of attention. And, um, you know, this is just way, way more media attention than XLM ever gets. And so I think that's really just part of it. And you have a, a much, much bigger following or community in XRP than you have in XLM. So I think for those two reasons, that's partly why you see and hear more about XRP than XLM. And I also think that the tokenization of everything is going to be happening on these two platforms. But when you talk about where the money is, it's in the banking sector. And XLM was built for retail investors, while XRP was built for, like we like to say, all the money, my friends. And we've even heard many Ripple employees state that they have larger goals than just replacing Swift. But we're going to dive into that later in the episode because we got some great news from Binance yesterday as they announced that they are going to be launching Quant Network on their exchange. So some pretty exciting news for quant investors. When you talk about crypto communities, that's one of the fastest growing communities in the in the industry. Uh, NFT Tones, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. What do you think about quant being listed on Binance.us? Yo, I personally find this huge. And I know that quant has a very, very limited supply. So um, obviously not financial advice, do your own research, but it's definitely a good thing to go look into the supply of quant. Uh, quant is supposed to be an operating system that allows everything to actually interoperability. So it allows everything to actually talk to each other. And yes, Gala was hacked. Uh, they lost, I believe it was $2 billion. Um, so I, I personally love Quant because of the interoperability and due to the fact that it's an operating system. Jackie, I'd love to get some quick remarks from you. What do you think about Quant being listed on more US exchanges? NFT Tones brought up something important. There's only 14.6 million Quant tokens in existence, and there's only 1% on exchanges right now. So it takes a really small amount of liquidity to push this price chart. What do you think about the relisting, Jackie? Yeah, supply and demand. I mean, if you look at the tokenomics of Quant, obviously, um, 
you know, there's a max, there's a cap on it. So that's always a good thing. And then to be opened up to more on ramps, um, supply and demand, you know, not a lot is in circulation. So if there's a lot more listings on different exchanges, um, you know, those, there's a lot more people buying. So that increases the demand. Um, Quant will be huge, man. We talk about it all the time. I actually had a a friend um, from the gym yesterday hit me up about XRP and Quant. Uh, those were the two that he mentioned that he was getting into. So um, that was kind of cool. And he said he was watching the show, guys. That, that was awesome. Cool. That was like the first person, like in-person contact that's like, oh, yeah, I saw your show. I was a little shy. I was like, oh, shoot, you know. <laughs> that's awesome, Jackie. And another one that he should probably be adding to his list is Matic because we have some large news surrounding this project. And we got 255 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Warrior, smash that like button. We're about to tell you how JP Morgan is leveraging this blockchain for cross-border payments. So this is some very exciting news for your Matic holders out there. Matic has rallied over 30% in the last two days, reaching a six-month high of $1.15 on Friday. The price has lifted the cryptocurrency up over 270% since June. So Quanta token that's been running in the bear market, this is another token to keep an eye on. The latest leg higher was attributed to a Web2 giant Meta's decision to launch a toolkit allowing social media platforms like Instagram to mint and sell Polygon NFTs. Polygon is the first partner that Meta has officially chosen for this Instagram NFT program. Creators will soon be able to make their own digital collectibles on Instagram and sell them off of Instagram. They'll be able to have an end-to-end toolkit from creation to selling all on one platform. This isn't the most exciting news surrounding this project, though, as JP Morgan has successfully executed its first decentralized finance chain on Polygon. This was pretty exciting news for our listeners because Polygon was being leveraged for cross-border payments in JP Morgan's ecosystem. Johnny, we always talk about XRP for cross-border payments, but there are competitors in this industry. Polygon seems to be one that's growing behind the scenes. What are some of your thoughts on the adoption of Polygon and the fact that JP Morgan is using that blockchain for cross-border payments? You better pay attention. You better pay attention with JP, whatever JP Morgan's doing, because most likely whatever JP Morgan is doing is most likely what's going to be the system or going to be a system in, in use or coexistence as we've been saying about here. I've always thought there is not going to be one system to rule them all. This isn't Lord of the Rings, one ring that runs them all. It's going to be a coexistence system. And and to me, JP Morgan is going to have a very big say in what it's going to be. And that's why I've been all over that, trying to understand you know the quorum system and the R3 and the relationships there and what's going to happen. And we know that they're invested heavily in Ethereum. And obviously now the news with Matic. To me, to be honest with you, I've always loved Matic. Hopefully, everybody had a chance to pick it up when it was in the 30, 40 cent range. If you dollar cost averaged in, kudos to you. Don't be, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not excited about dollar twenty. I ain't selling Matic at that price. I'm holding long-term Matic. Matic's gonna be a big, big player, I believe, in this space. And Gonzo could talk more about that, how that and Ethereum work together and why it's gonna everyone's like, oh, Matic's gonna go away when Ethereum. No, there's actually technical um, reasoning behind it where Maddox is going to be here. So for me, I'm excited about the news. I think it's just the beginning for Maddox. It's one of those horses I have to have in the race. Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. JP Morgan is clearly leveraging this blockchain, but we're going to list a few others to keep an eye on. Algorand was actually connected to the Italian Central Bank, Johnny, so I think you're going to like that article. But I'd love <laughs> to get some of your thoughts, Jackie. JP Morgan settled a trade using Polygon's blockchain. Is this the beginning of DeFi being used for cross-border payments? Yeah. Um, Polygon will be huge. Uh, a lot of, you know, Polygon's kind of in this gray sector. It's not completely a layer two, you know, it's got it. It's got a lot more utility than that, but we're starting to see that narrative hit that we've been talking about 
forever about layer twos. Um, so Polygon definitely has that attribute um, to it on Ethereum. But I mean, with loopering, you know, loop three is a ZK rollup layer two solution. Um, and we talked about this, I think it was this show, or I was talking about it on non-fungible show. These, these layer two solutions are going to be a huge hitting theme when it comes to this next bull run. ZK rollups, EVM compatibility, 100% start looking into those. Really exciting, Jackie. And NFT tones, I'm not going to go to you for the JP Morgan news. I'm going to you for the NFT news, my friend, because <laughs> Instagram is leveraging Polygon for NFTs. And it's the first protocols that they've actually publicly announced. So Polygon is obviously built on top of Ethereum. So you can indirectly say Ethereum NFTs are compatible. But the fact that Meta is the first company to announce they're working with Polygon for NFTs, this is massive for the blockchain. What are you expecting? Yo, I mean... A lot of people, it's massive in so many ways. I mean, a lot of people don't understand all the actual partnerships that Polygon has. Polygon has partnerships with DraftKings, Adobe, National Football League, Starbucks, the Walt Disney Company. It's huge that they have so many. And the fact that Meta is now coming to Polygon, it shows you that Polygon most likely is not going anywhere. Oop, mute button got me there. It is really exciting tones. And Fidelity is actually announcing that they're launching retail investor trading. We've got Goldman Sachs to standardize crypto data for institutional investors. Kathy Woods, we just showed you, is excited about institutions getting in this market. This is clear evidence of that taking place. We got 268 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Enjoy that weekend because it is Friday. And we're going to show you why we may be entering the bull run of a lifetime. So Wall Street giant Goldman Sachs will soon provide institutional clients with an online resource to explain and categorize cryptocurrencies. The service will help institutional investors wrap their heads around the hundreds of coins and tokens circulating in this $1 trillion industry. The global index provider MSCI is a crypto data firm CoinMetrics are partnering to create this unique product. The collaboration brings together MSI's enterprise and critical decision to support tools and services, while CoinMetrics will provide the data for the currencies. Coins and tokens will be rated in a consistent and standardized way to help market participants view and analyze the digital currency space. They're also going to be focusing on DeFi and smart contracts as well. This is humongous for so many reasons, but for the one fact that they're going to be categorizing currencies and actually rating them. So I think that's a pretty exciting thing for our listeners. I'm interested to see how high they rate Ethereum as opposed to Bitcoin, as opposed to XRP. But Johnny, let's start off with the idea here. Goldman Sachs sees that institutions are ready to get in this market they're creating a uh, revenue stream for them. What are you thinking about this news? Uh, yeah, exactly. But I think the key is we're all waiting, they're all waiting for <coughs> regulation. This is what we need to really, truly, the floodgates. I don't know how those gates are staying closed because there's so much pressure against them. So bitches, they want to open up. The money wants to come to this space. Kevin O'Leary has said it. He's already said, I've talked to these guys behind the scene. They want to put one, two to 3% of their capital into this. They just can't. They can't do it because they can't fight the SEC. They can't go against the SEC. They're all scared to, scared to death, shaking in their boots, waiting to come into this space, um, you know, at the end of the day. But, yeah, for me, you know, being able to standardize the data, and that's what we talked about, a lot of different ways that the company's trying to achieve that goal. That's what we're waiting to see here. But I do want to give a shout-out to Gonzo because, you know, he's always talked highly about – Matt, just going back to the Matic thing real quick, you know, Matic and yeah, exactly. Like it's a booster. And frankly, to be honest with you, because of Gonzo, I, I held my position and actually doubled down on Matic for it. So shout out to Gonzo and part of this team. 
for, for you know that's what's great about this team is everybody has their own expertise around certain areas and we all help each other out and hopefully help this community out i see the guests as a new new listener today so welcome to the show welcome to the family guests we're happy to have you here and by the way i see you're struggling to convince your family to get into crypto trust us we know that feeling all you need to do don't try to convince them don't try to hit them over the head with a hammer it doesn't work just do this just do it yourself be the example just set the example talk about what you're doing but don't tell them to do it eventually when things start to take off they're gonna go hmm what was that again that you were telling me and then you know they're in Exactly, Johnny. Just flash your portfolio in 2025. No, this is a good example right here. Of we always talk about, show me the chart, and I'll tell you the news. That's one of the sayings we like to say, Johnny. And look at the Matic chart right now. We got what's called a golden cross. That's when the 200-day moving average moves out from below the 50, and we start to turn bullish. This is really, really exciting for everybody who's a Matic holder out there. And it doesn't surprise me at all that the exact same time. JP Morgan is leveraging this blockchain. Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. What do you think about the Matic price chart and the Golden Cross taking place at the same time of all this positive news? Ah, uh, she didn't hear me. NFT Tones, I'm going to kick it no, to you. I Did you hear you. my question? She heard you, she heard you. Oh, I perfect. heard you. Sorry, I was actually just looking at the price chart. I wanted to get um, some data on that. So we're only 60% down from the top, which is kind of crazy. So I, I feel like Matic's going to start to lead this bull run. I mean, most other cryptocurrencies kind of have a lot more to recover from, but it looks like, yeah, from the move that... the And Matic didn't even hit as hard as others, I don't believe. Um looking at the chart but yeah i definitely i see a lot of big potential and they might even you know might lead the race especially with layer twos johnny crypto we're talking about layer twos but when this market moves it moves quickly and the best way to do it is to have a plan and sticking to that so we're about to show you the smartest way to navigate this market also known as merlin let that add before we do that i just want to say boy baby i love green it reminds me of a song that used to say Green Acres is the place to be. I love to see green, baby. All right, here we go. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Johnny Crypto, check out this price chart right here. We are showing what Polygon Matic just did last night, and this is a prime example of why it's great to have an exit strategy. If you stick to your exit targets, when I look at a massive price, I mean, explosion like this, Typically, we regress back to those original levels before continuing our bull run. And that's the best way to capitalize. We are not financial advisors, not financial advice. That's just what I do. That's how I execute some of my trades. So I thought I'd put my two cents in there. Any quick remarks on the smartest way to track your crypto? I would just say to build on that, this is exactly, you're literally showing the reason why you need to have an exit plan. Because at the end of the day, um, until we get to the point where we're in real adoption, which is still many years away, you're going to get these euphoric pump and dumps or euphoric pumps. And then like you just said, they pull back down. And so 
what's great thing here at the academy is Andrew Cashflow has created a program, a, a course here. If you're in the academy where you actually get access to it, you can actually learn how to know when to create exit points to get in and out of stuff like this. And then having a tool like Merlin to send you the alert. It's just a beautiful marriage to have all the tools and things you need abs to be able to capitalize on that kind of stuff. Because what you see right there, that's called an emotional chart. That's emotion. And we're all going to get emotional. And what happens is when it goes up, people think it can keep going higher. And the reality is, no, it doesn't. There's always, it always, what goes up always comes down. So yeah, so important to have an exit plan. Come check out the Academy free discord below. Check out Andrew Cashflow, And don't forget to sign up for the Merlin waitlist. And somebody's asking, did we touch the gala situation yet? That's what we're going to do right here. So there were rumors about a hack taking place on the network last night. Those rumors were false. Gala was not hacked, breached, or exploited in any way. And we're going to break down the details of what exactly happened to this blockchain. So a misconfiguration on a bridge associated with the network allowed the redeployment of P-Gala. So these tokens were already operating in the background and they released those onto the open network. So actually, it wasn't somebody exploiting the network and taking and stealing from the network. It was actually a default in the protocol. NFT tones, I'd love to get some quick remarks from you. This is a little bit of positive news. It's, it's hard to decipher through all this information. It's not a good situation, but there wasn't a theft here. So that is pretty good. What do you think about Gala? Are you still confident in this project? I am still 100%. I, even if they were hacked, I would still be confident in them because I know how much they put into it. And so I, I want to say that this is an important thing to note because it means that the money, everything is fine. And that the what you should not be doing right now is do not buy any P-Gala on PancakeSwap because what really happened is P-Gala is linked to PancakeSwap. So you want to avoid anything with P-Gala on PancakeSwap. Interesting. You know, oh, go ahead, Johnny. You know, Abs, when this happened yesterday, shout out to Mario right away. He said, hey, guys, have you seen it? Again, Mario's like my Merlin. You know, he always makes us aware of something. And the minute I saw it, the funny thing is you said this earlier. I, I wish I could pull up this chart. Let me see if I can. You said, show me a chart. I'll show you the news. It's exact. Exa do you have the chart there on Kyle? What happened to it yesterday? Do you, if you do, be interesting to pull that up because I want to show our folks something. But the reality is it's exactly right. You saw the news. You saw the chart. The price dropped on some exchanges all the way down. Now, Gala was around three, three and a half, four cents. It dropped all the way down to under a penny for about maybe there was about a 20 or 30. There it is. About a 20 minute period of time where you could have bought Gala for very, very low. And then all of a sudden, boom, back up again. Right. It's almost like FUD, great to fear, drops. You want to be, well, not financial advice, not financial advice. But I can tell you, I was buying that. I didn't get it that low, but I bought the fear news. I love, I love buying fear news because we're in a beer market. So the intent is they're going to hit you with more and more fear, scared to freaking live and be Jesus out of you, pull up, buy it down because the elites are buying. The smart money is buying this stuff. And then you're going to see in a beer, in a bull market, this thing's going to skyrocket. And everyone's going to say, why did I buy it at two or three cents? This was, in my opinion, a great buying opportunity. And I took advantage of it yesterday. And hopefully some other people did too. But again, here's the one thing, Abs, about any kind of fear buy. You have to be prepared to lose what you're buying. I'm totally comfortable losing the money I put into it. So guys, as you're out there and you're investing in this space, any dollar, dime, penny you put into this thing, it better not be your baby, baby's you know, milk money or your rent money or your mortgage payment. Make sure it's money you can afford to lose and you'll sleep good at night.
Guys, and we actually have another major groundbreaking announcement for Ripple XRP. As Jordan Harry sent us this last night, I would love to show our listeners this groundbreaking news. So breaking, take a look at the new role for Cindy Young, the UK Europe MD at Ripple. So marketing director at Ripple has just taken at Trianglo. I'm happy to share that I've started a new position as the board director at Tranglo Europe LTD. This is really exciting because Tranglo is known for cross-border payments and a major development from a Ripple employee, Jackie. I'd love to get some quick remarks here. Ripple continues to expand regardless of the lawsuit and specifically in London. What are you thinking about this news? Yeah, I love seeing, I mean, we've been seeing news strategically people coming into play, getting positions at Ripple, um, meetings, you know, with CFTC, everything. I feel like everything, I like I said, I keep saying, everything's just building up, building up, building up. And then, um, you know, eventually we're going to see something really um, exciting happen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just another, it's just another person in the right position, you know, who has the experience to help bring about what, what Ripple's trying to do. Johnny, I'd love to get some quick remarks from you. Yesterday, we covered on the show how the CFTC commissioner was working with Brad Garlinghouse just before she went over to to England to work on, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Litigation centered around cryptocurrencies. I apologize. So what they're doing, she went to, she went to San Francisco, met with Ripple at their offices, then flew to the Bank of England and met with them to discuss crypto regulation. Now we've got more expansion in London here. What's it mean to you, Roto? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> follow the follow the trail, right? Follow the money. In this case, follow the data. You know, the fact that she went and talked to them and, and was picking his brain and then went out to England to go share the details. It just tells you something is going on there, right? I don't know the exact conversations, but I'd like to see that happening. And I'm so much happier that she's talking to Brad than talking to somebody, you know, at JPM or a competitor, right? So at the end of the day, to me, that's that I like to see that those situations and stuff that I'm invested in. But remember guys, at the end of the day, I have to tell this to everybody. You don't want to get married to any one of these technologies or cryptocurrencies. Don't be emotional about it. Be functional about it. Think about the utility, be a utility Matt. Who said on the other show, I'm going to use that. I'm a utility maxi, right? I care about utility. And if that coin provides utility, I'm going to, I'm going to stay invested in it. But the minute that utility goes away or it seems like that ain't going to happen, I'm on to the next one, baby. And this is some great outlines for the utility coming to Algorand as the Bank of Italy was connected to Algorand's ecosystem. And here's the hard evidence right here. They're going to be using Algorand to target instant payment settlement systems within that ecosystem. And there's a brief diagram right here breaking down exactly how it would work. Pretty exciting news, though, for Algorand. We always talk about how this is an ISO compliant token. They are minting real world assets on this blockchain, very similar to what XLM is doing. NFT Tones, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. As a fellow Italian, what does this news mean to you, Algorand working with the central bank? Yo, this is actually huge news because I've actually sent Algorand before and it is stupid fast. Like, I have sent Algorand from, I forget which accounts, but it literally took legitimately three seconds. Like, I logged off my other, I logged off one wallet, went into the wall, other wallet, and it was there. Like, usually, I have to wait a minute or two, but like it was there. Like it is very fast. And the uh, considering the Bank of Italy is actually using this technology, it has me really excited. And the fact that it's an ISO 2022 coin is another good thing because it means that the banks can use it. And so this is another coin, obviously not financial advice, but it's definitely a coin that you want to look at because it is another ISO 2022 coin. 
And Tones, this is pretty exciting. I had a friend tell me last year, he works in finance, and he was telling me that around Wall Street right now, Algorand is one of the tokens that many of the biggest businesses are talking about behind the scenes. So it doesn't surprise me. We've got ties to MIT. We've got ties to the Boston Fed. And now we've got ties to the Italian Central Bank. Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. What do you think about the tokenization of real-world assets happening on blockchain and the fact that the Central Bank is acknowledging the use case here? Yeah, I think I don't think Algorand gets enough coverage and I don't think Cosmos gets enough coverage, Adam. Um, Algorand is huge. I mean, they're partnered with the FIFA. Uh, you know, they're the official blockchain of FIFA right now um, coming, you know, with the World Cup coming up this month. That's already really big. Um, so there's there's a lot of good partnerships that Algorand has, um, you know, similar to Crypto.com. I think that, you know, it, it does not get enough coverage or people kind of pass over it. Um, those layer one blockchains I am looking at for this next bull run as well. Um, the ones that don't, you know, they kind of sneakily just have partnerships, developments going on in the background. Those are ones you want to watch. You don't really, I mean, you want to pay attention to ones that are, you know, very, that have, you know, kind of made their mark, their, their uh, foot in the sand or whatever, um, you know, like Ethereum, but the ones that haven't had that big movement or haven't had that big, you know, limelight shine, uh, those are ones that I'm definitely watching. I think Algorand is going to be one of those. It's retracement and what it's at right now. What is it? 38 cents? Yeah, 39 <laughs> That's a huge buy. That's a huge buy for Algorand. And it's pretty exciting because of what you mentioned. The FIFA World Cup is going to be rolling out and the marketing that's going to come out around Algorand, it's going to be historic. But Johnny Crypto, as an Italian, you see the Algorand connections here. Does this mean you're going to go stack your bags? I've already stacked my bags in Algo. You know, like I said to you guys earlier, you know, you got to make sure you got horses in all these races. And now you, you got Algo partnering here. You got HBAR making uh, significant partnerships. You've got all these, you know, XRP making significant partnerships. Here's the thing. See what's happening? Step back. Take a step. Everybody take, get up off your chairs and take a step back and see what's happening at the world. You see all these different blockchains being used, okay? Like we've been saying. I've been saying on the show. You're going to see um, coexistence of this stuff. Now, what's the key to making all this work? Interoperability. Yes, thank you, Abs. There we go. So the key is this is nineteen. What I win? Nineteen. You win. You win five fifteen million sheep. That's thank like, you so oh, much. You get a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but see, so the point here is what I'm getting at is nineteen ninety seven all over again. We're in early nineteen ninety seven. All these email systems are built. Nobody can talk to each other, and then TCP TCPIP comes along and brings it all together. You can see the writing on the wall. It has to happen here. And we know, quant, somebody asked him, what should you invest in? And I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't tell you. But I can tell you this. When you look at where the world is going and what's happening, and you look at the fact that you got things like Link and Quant that are going to bring interoperability together, you clearly see that has to happen. And so to me, those are two spaces that I want to make sure, again, I've got horse races in because none of this stuff matters if it can't someday all be tied together. Thank you, Johnny. And I do think we're going to see that. The use cases that will come when smart contracts can communicate via blockchain, it's going to change the entire world. We got 256 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you some groundbreaking news. If I can find it for our listeners, as we did have a Flare Network update for you guys. And Johnny, I wanted to get your opinion on this. Flare. We covered it briefly yesterday. So Google Cloud said it will enable our mission to offer bridge for tokens 
that lack smart contract capabilities such as Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin, Stellar, and XRP. This was pretty exciting for all of our Flare Network holders. And Johnny, we know you've been critical, but check out the details right here. One benefit of building on top of Flare for Google is it becomes possible to devise bridges that transport value from one blockchain to another. Flare believes that the blockchain industry can scale up to hundreds of millions of users and fulfill its potential benefit in multiple sectors from finance to healthcare. That's why the model for Flare Network is they are going to connect everything and Google Cloud may be playing a role here. So Johnny, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. Google's publicly acknowledged working with Adara. Now we're seeing them build on top of Flare. What do you think of this news, my friend? Yeah, you know, so at the end of the day, first of all, <laughs> all of these uh, clouds are already kind of connected to all this stuff because none of this stuff works right now, unfortunately, without Google Cloud or Microsoft's Azure or or uh, Amazon's AWS, right? And let's face it, everything's running off the servers right now um, to some degree. Even like I know Bitcoin, you know, they say, okay, Bitcoin is decentralized. Yeah. Okay, so it's on everybody's different computers or nodes, but those are tied to the internet through most likely a server. We saw this happen last year when Amazon went down for a little bit of period of time. Part of Bitcoin got kind of stopped. So the reality is, you know, they these companies' apps are going to play a big role in all this. You're going to see this, but they're going to be more behind the scenes. You know, so it's now it's just a matter of who's going to. They had to pick one. They had to pick Google or pick Amazon or pick Microsoft. It's going to be one of them that's going to be there, but. Nonetheless, I'm not, you know, for me, it's just one of those things. I'm just waiting for Flair to come out. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. And check out this next quote before I kick it to Jackie here. Once in place, we can quickly integrate with any of our connected chain networks, enabling digital assets and on-chain information to fro freely. We're seeing this with liquidity. The floodgates are opening. Now it's happening with information in the DeFi space. Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. All of this is centered around the XRPL blockchain, and that can get left in the background. But Flair is built on top of the XRPL. What does this news mean to you? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday that, you know, this is what we're kind of waiting for uh, with with the SEC case still looming and everything like that. That That's why um, that's why I think, obviously, that they haven't launched yet or haven't, um, you know, given their airdrops out yet or anything like that. I think they're kind of waiting strategically. I think that makes sense, honestly. Um, so you can't get mad uh, about things like that, you know, un unrealized things happen within the space it's technology uh so yeah there's definitely delays but i think when that comes about once we see the the you know the smooth out of the sec case then you will definitely see flair kind of make a big boom so that'll be exciting um i'm just waiting patiently i know it'll happen and this is our last article for today as we had coinbase q3 reports show major losses of over half a billion dollars and they lost over half a million customers in quarter three we got 251 live listeners show us some love smash us that like button coinbase shares are down over 70 percent from its november all-time high and although down 500,000 users this quarter they still have over eight and a half million people using their network i just wanted to really cover the headlines because we've seen so much negative sentiment around coinbase NFT tones. I'd love to get some of your thoughts. What do you think about the Coinbase news? Do you trust this exchange? It's looking scarier and scarier every day with Coinbase, but there's a lot of big money in Coinbase. So that's why I feel like it is safe. But however, always do your own research and there's a lot going on. Uh, somebody recently left as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was their chief product officer who left. Right. And so that I feel like is huge. Now, it could be because they were getting a lot of shit with everything going on, but it is something to really in deeply look at. And do you really want to put your money into this exchange? Because remember, if you don't own your keys, if you don't own that private key, it's not your crypto. 
So if you trust that exchange, then you are willing to leave them with your money. If you don't trust them, then don't do it. There's so many other exchanges like Kraken, KuCoin. There's other places that you can leave your money and actually trust. And I, I would be wary of Coinbase, to say the least, with everything that's been going on. Johnny, I'd love to hear from you next. Floor is yours, my friend. You know, um, for me, when I look when I look at that building, it reminds me of a matrix. <laughs> so I'm staying away from it. But uh, you know, I, I I kind of agree with tones. I don't have any love at all. Yeah, I just see the little chambers, their individual chambers and cells. But uh, to me, it's one of those things where I don't I don't have any love for Coinbase. I don't use Coinbase. I've helped people use them, and it's to me the experience was not good. Uh, uphold to me also, I don't want to start bashing exchange, so I'm not going to do that. I will say this. I'll go the other way. I will say the ones I do, like Kraken is really, really simple to use. Great experience in my mind. BitTrue has also been pretty s- simple to use. Um, so I think that at the end of the day, there will be a host of these things that do survive out there. Coinbase was the first to market. Uh, the smart money got all of their money out of it. The thing pumped as high to 350 something dollars. And they all took their money and then it dropped all the way down to 40 bucks, which, which they're probably buying it back right now at that point. So for me, you know, you got to be careful with, with this because we're so early abs. Yahoo was the number one search engine when the internet first got started, or I should say one of the big ones. And then of course, Google kicked its butt, right? So you, usually sometimes the guy who's first isn't always the winner. And I'm not so sure Coinbase in the long run, based on the user experience I've seen, is going to be the winner. I wouldn't bank on it. Yeah, I want to jump in here because I definitely agree jump. with that, Johnny. Jump, jump. jump. Um, jump. I definitely agree with that. I, I think, I mean, if you look on um, crypto to, or jump and smash that warrior button. If you oh. look on coinmarketcap.com, no, you're fine, or coingecko.com and, and you look at exchanges, um, you see Coinbase is just above FTX. I think, and you, you'll you hear that a lot from common people that are within the crypto space. Everyone started off on Coinbase. Coinbase was the first. I hate Coinbase too. I really don't like Coinbase. I don't like their interface. I don't like their user, whatever. It doesn't appeal to me. It's kind of clunky. Um, it's hard to trade on. Uh, a lot more people are switching to FTX. FTX is making moves right now. Oh, oh, Huge oh, moves. Oh, so they're, oh, oh, no. <laughs> they're totally... No, no, I, no FTX. I no. don't like FTX, but what I'm saying is 100% oh. I'm saying right now they are going to beat Coinbase out. I agree with you, but it's a shame because we I know, know I don't we like know them. FBF is an RSW. We we all agree SBF is an RSW, right? They're all RSWs if you're that high up. <laughs> Spot on. And we're going to cover our last tweet for today. Essential banks are quietly buying gold at the fastest pace in 55 years. This chart really does speak for itself. So for any of our YouTube listeners, check out your screen right now. That gold bar is over twice the size of anything else on the chart. Johnny Crypto, our first video we ever did was covering how the banks were going to start buying gold. What do you think about the news here? You know, I always say it. We say it. Coach says it all the time. Do what the smart money is doing, not what they say. Here you go. There you go. Buy it. I mean, beautiful. you're not buying. If, if you're not, listen, I've told everybody like, unless you're Johnny, what are you doing? I like to get, I like to get into cryptocurrency and I also like gold and silver, right? You got to kind of have a diversified portfolio. <laughs> Thank you, Kim. Uh, or came in. We, we want to make sure that we're diversified. Obviously the, the smart money is buying the shit out of gold. It would be foolish for anybody who's not putting a little gold in their portfolio. Again, I'm not financial advisor, not financial advice, but I certainly want to make sure that I've got a little uh, diversification 
in my portfolio abs and having gold and silver is certainly helps me sleep better at night. Awesome, guys. And we're going to close this show off the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to NFT Tones. And thank you to Jackie, the Crypto Juggernaut. Another amazing week of episodes. We got 242 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, I can't remember. Who's our guest for next week? Do you know? Oh, next week is a big one. We Who is it? Know. Can you tell us? The best friend of SPF. We got there you go. Don't miss it. There you go. Like we always say, Warriors, guys, get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Baby.